Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a run to the left. You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The bats, relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. And welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Raybon, along with my guy, Sean Kerner. And today is our Week 5 Props episode. So, Sean, how you doing? Uh, not, not too good. I, I think I have the <laughs> flu or something, but, you know, I'm going to bring it. Like, we're, we're going to do Michael Jordan flu game, 5-0 and my props today, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, other than that, feeling good. <laughs> other than feeling it. like shit i feel great i love it i love it the, the jordan flu game reference all right with that we, i mean we can't beat that so we're just gonna get right into the props <laughs> so if you're not familiar with the episode we do one quarterback prop two running back props and two receiving props uh each per episode so 10 props total sean where are you going with your quarterback prop um i'm going with the over a half interception for jacoby Brissett against the buccaneers so i will think you know i think he will throw an interception here um, PFF has him with a 4.7 turnover worthy play rate this season, uh, but with only one interception on the air. So he's due for some, um, luck to rest there. Uh, you, you know, this game, he should throw a ton. You know, the dolphins are plus 10 heading in this game. So the, the market has him at 37 and a half pass attempts here. So I think the odds of him throwing an interception are high. I have it right around 60% that he throws a pick here. So I'm going with a half over a half interceptions for Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I actually had to do a double take when I looked at Jacoby Brissett's career interception numbers. He's actually been quite good in terms of not throwing picks, but this is a matchup where, unlike some of the other ones where they just kind of profiled as these slogs of a game, like you're not going to be able to run on Tampa. So even though uh, I think me and you are are both playing corner for Tampa Bay this weekend, uh, you know, this is probably going (laughs) to be. I don't think I can play cornerback for anybody. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah. Richard Sherman's like, oh, fuck, here we go again. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I, I think, you know, most quarterbacks and any week, uh, I would probably bet the over on half an interception because uh, it's just the nature of interceptions. They're very random. You know, even a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you know, Tom Brady, guys who have historically limited interceptions um, can throw them in bunches. Like we've already seen Rodgers throw, you know, have a multi-interception game this year. So um, yeah, no, I like it. Uh, I got reset projected over that 
you know, for an average. So for a median, he should definitely go to one more often than none. And hopefully we can go two and zero on interception props. Uh, I think I had <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Maybe it was the Monday episode actually, but yeah. Uh, there's yeah, no you hit that one Boston. on the. You hit that one on the very first drive. I hope that happens here. <laughs> hey, I've uh, also lost Dalton Schultz on the very first drive. So true. You know. well, haven't we all? We have all done that. <laughs> it evens out. <laughs> it evens out. Uh, but yeah. So so you got Jacoby Brissett over and half an interception uh, is the line at Prize Picks. I am going for mine with. Sam Darnold over 250 and a half passing yards at prize picks. Uh, this number, it's just too low. Um, I know the Eagles are going to, you know, they're going to play their two safeties deep. So they will try to get the Panthers to run the football. But you look at Sam Darnold, and even though the Panthers have had three cake matchups, the Jets, you know, the Saints dealing with all those COVID issues in week two, and then the Houston Texans and Davis Mills first start, Darnold's still been over that number in all three of those games. And last week, obviously, uh, against Dallas in more of a comeback game script. So 279, 305, 304, and 301 are Darnold's four passing yardage totals. Uh, I have them closer to 270 in this matchup. And it kind of goes hand in hand with the fact that I think the market's overrating the Panthers a little bit in this spot. I expect the Eagles to put up a fight here uh, and potentially win this game. So I think we could see another game script a little bit closer, you know, maybe not a complete blowout, like, you know, the third quarter in Dallas, but remember the Panthers were up at halftime uh, in that game last week. So uh, I think Sam Darnold at this point, we have to project them a little higher uh, in terms of his passing yardage total. So going over 250 and a half for Darnold. Yeah, I, I'm with you here. I'm at 270. Uh, so I had to do a double take with this number at 250. It seems weird to say, but Sam Darnold's a high floor play and we're projecting at 270 yards, but that's where we're at. Um, so this is one I would act fast because I, I think this one's this props for sure going to go up. It wouldn't surprise me if it does close right around 270. So this is one I would urge you if you're listening to get it while you can. All right. Who are you going with for your first running back prop of week five? Uh, okay. So this one, I love this prop. It's Malcolm Brown under 27 and a half rushing yards against the Buccaneers. Um, I mean, we saw the Patriots combined for what minus one rushing yard Sunday night against the Buccaneers. Um, so with Malcolm Brown in the midst of a three-way committee, really, this is a three-way committee. Uh, I just don't see how he clears this number. If anything, this could be, uh, uh you know, miles Gaskin bounce back game where they might involve him in the passing game more but I just don't see Malcolm Brown getting enough carries to clear this number. I mean, even if he were to somehow get eight to 10 carries, he could still go on this under this number. That's how good the Bucks D line is the um, you know, the Dolphins offensive line um, is pretty rough right now. So this is just an easy under for me. I'm projecting this all the way down to like 19 and a half. So I, I still think this, this should be down closer to about 20 and a half, 21. Yeah, yeah, I have him projected for just 3.4 yards per carry this week, which is, you know me and my model, like I don't go too crazy with yeah. yards per carry. So like this is probably the lowest a running back can get. How many how many carries do you have? That's probably the uh, most right around important. eight. Right around okay. eight. Yeah. So yeah. Um yeah, about about eight for 25 or six in his media in his mean. And you know, for the median, yeah, I'd go it'd be more like 22 and a half or something like that. So uh yeah, this number's a little too high. And I feel like we've had good success here, just kind of fading backs against the Bucs mm-hmm. uh, on, on this podcast. You know, there's a few defenses, the Bucs, the Saints, usually most weeks, um, they're just not going to give up much on the ground. And so, uh, you know, we saw it with the with the Patriots last week, and they actually threw 
what was it like 85% of the time with Mac Jones. So when Belichick is, you know, kind of not even running on the books, <laughs> Ryan Flores is a Belichick disciple. So, yeah. you know, I think you kind of come out with the same mindset because there's just not really a path to success running against the Bucks. Like maybe you'd like to do it, but it's just tough to do. And then the Bucks are the, you know, the favorite. So um, the game script not working in his favor either. So I love this one. Uh, so you have two Dolphins props to, to start the That's show. That's my outfit today. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I see. Both bad. Both bad. <laughs> I, I'm rooting for the Dolphins to play bad, but yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, funny story. I was uh, two weeks ago, Stucky on our Action Network pod picked the Jags and I had Jags gear on. So I tried to jinx them last week because they didn't cover. <laughs> so I tried to jinx them and, and rock the, uh, uh, you know, a Jets throwback Joe Namath. Oh. I was like, Zach Wilson isn't Broadway Zach. And of course <laughs> they cover. So this week I just, I just went with the Wade Boggs Devil Rays. I just went a different sport. So oh, okay. Uh, hopefully. Does, the, that mean, uh, does that mean I should take the Red Sox tonight? Hey, I, I, I think so. I think so. It's already too late. I already took them plus one and a half. But that's <laughs> there you go. Hurt. <laughs> there you go, man. Uh, all right, let's go to my first running back prop. Uh, I feel like this guy is, we've been on one side or another of this guy uh, all year. Damian Harris, over 59 and a half rushing yards. Last week, we kind of talked about it. You don't run on Tampa Bay. Bill Belichick's going to play to the strengths of his team and the strengths of the defense. And in this, you know, in that game, they didn't run and they couldn't run. In this game, you have a Houston defense that is 31st in run defense DVOA, but eighth in pass defense DVOA. So they are a run funnel to the fullest. And that's not to mention that the Patriots are nine and a half point favorites, their biggest uh, spread in favor of them all season. So this could be their most positive game script. You you're, you get to buy low on a running back that uh, it should get probably 70% or more of the backfield carries here uh, in Damian Harris. And he's not, he does, he's not going to need a ton of, carries I think to go over this number against Houston they're giving up five yards per carry to opposing running backs they're giving up 114 uh, rushing yards per game to opposing running backs so I love Damian Harris over 59 and a half uh, rushing yards I have this closer to uh, 67 and a half so uh, I I think there's a quite a bit of wiggle room here yeah, I love it. Uh, I, I'm with you on the over here as well. It's a good buy low opportunity. We kind of know when to buy on Damian Harris and when to sell. Um, you, you called it when they were facing the Saints. Um, and this should be a run heavy game script. So they're going to lean on Harris. This is I, I'm projecting closer to 64. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm right there with you. But it's such it's a high floor. Um, so that's why this, this is a smash spot on the over. It wouldn't surprise me if he rushes for 80 yards and two touchdowns here. So love the over. All right, where are you going for your second running back prop? I'm going James Conner over 33 and a half rushing yards. It seems like this was his week one line, but we know a lot more about this backfield now. And James Conner has played really well. Um, he's pretty much inherited the Kenyon Drake role. Um, and, you know, he's going to benefit from positive game scripts. So certainly when the Cardinals are 4-0, um, James Conner is going to look good. Uh, this week, you know, they're minus four and a half at home against 49ers. So, potentially another good game script for James Conner. Either way, I'm projecting him for about 11 to 12 carries here. So even if he's not, you know, the greatest in terms of yards per rush, I, I don't see how he doesn't clear this number. Um, he's another guy that I, I think he has such a high floor that despite only being about seven, eight yards over this market, I, I just love 
his floor. And I, I would take this probably up to 36 and a half, but um, it seems like this number is not really adjusting to kind of what we've seen from Connor sort of dominating the, the rushing work. Um, and, you know, it's really between him and um, Chase Edmonds. They don't really have a third back that mixes in. Um, so everything just leads uh, to me liking the over here on James Connor. Yeah, I have a projected, you know, in the mid 40s in rushing yardage. Mm-hmm. I know this is a wet down spot for Arizona. You know, don't be surprised if San Francisco wins this game or Arizona yeah. goes down <laughs> big early. This is the exact spot where it happens. But uh, even so, like just in terms of the, the deviation from the number of running back carries you expect, you still would expect Arizona to get, you know, maybe at worst, you know, 15 to 17 carries for their backs, even maybe 18 and Connor should still get over half of those. So um, this is not a high, a hard number to clear, even if you're getting, you know, nine, 10 carries, you know, you just have to average like three and a half yards per carry to get over this number. So uh, I like it as well Uh, for my second running back prop going with our guy, James Robinson over 61 and a half rushing yards. Uh, This is just a mix of kind of trending usage and the matchup for Robinson. So last week, uh, Urban Meyer said, forget it. I'm not playing these games at Carlos Hyde anymore. Healthy scratch. James- Last week, James Robinson logs 95% of the snaps, a season high. He gets 18 carries and gets 78 yards. And that's after a 15 carry, 88 yard performance. So he's gone well over this number in each of the last two games. On the season, his carries have gone from five to 11 to 15 to 18. So uh, you're seeing an increase in the amount of work he's getting. Uh, you know, the Jaguars know they have to run. Now DJ Chark is out, uh, one of their top receivers. So uh, you're going against the Titans defense that's 24th in run defense DVOA. Uh, and actually on early downs, you know, when you want to run the ball more, the Titans, they've been surprisingly good against the pass. Most of the damage against the pass has come of these big, like, third down plays. Titans are number one in early down pass success rate on defense. So that invites the run even more, even though Tennessee wait in the down. Yeah, they're going to give up some plays. So uh, love it for Robinson here. And remember, you play 95% of the snaps, got a season high in carries, and then they got 10 days off. Mm. You know, Urban Meyer almost got the rest of his career off in the NFL. But James Robinson just off a little too uh, loosely. Yeah, but, right. Uh... <laughs> but uh, yeah, just 10 days off for Robinson. I think it's the right call, you know, for Meyer, you know, I I will give him credit for kind of figuring that one out quickly because last season, you know, James Robinson was a guy felt like we had to talk about every week. He was consistently, you know, under, you know, underappreciated in the, in all the markets. And so 95%, he only cleared that number once last year. And we know how good he was last year in terms of his, his usage. So uh, this is, this should be just vintage James Robinson performance. Again, Uh, he had 102 yards, uh, against Tennessee in one of the, in the, in the first matchup, he had 67 yards in the second matchup, both of those higher than the 61 and a half yard prop uh, that uh, is at prize picks right now. So love the over for James Robinson. Yeah, we keep, uh, obviously we keep picking on urban Meyer rightfully. So, but we keep pointing out that he always makes a mistake initially. And then he usually corrects it with James Robinson. It's been a constant theme where, you know, they took Travis Etienne in the first round, despite having James Robinson, um, and then even after he got hurt, they're using Carlos Hydeway too much. I think uh, Urban Meyer gets it now. James Robinson is a legit back, a workhorse back. So I think Carlos Hyde was ruled out because he had a shoulder injury. But either way, um, even if he returns this week, I think Robinson's going to maintain this workhorse role. 
um, in the rushing and passing game. So, yeah, I'm projecting him closer to 67 and a half yards on the ground here. Another one where I just think it's a really high floor. Like, he should see 15-plus carries. Um, so, I'm with here on the over as well. Next up here on the Fantasy Flex is a segment we call Elite Entries, where Sean and I dive into the Prize Picks app and compare our player projections to the props to build some entries. Sean, what is your first Prize Picks Elite Entry best bet for week number five? So my first pick is uh, Cortland Sutton to go over 52 and a half receiving yards. I think this is a good buy low spot. Um, you know, last week the, the Broncos pass game was a disaster. Once Teddy Bridgewater ran out of the game, you know, Drew Locke came in. They only threw for 178 yards and Sutton still finished with 47. Um, so even a game like that, he can come close to clearing this number. I love him in this matchup. Um, it, it seems like Teddy Bridgewater should play here, but even if Drew Locke has to suit up, um, Sutton has shown just an extremely high floor ceiling combo ever since um, Jerry Judy and KG Hamler went down. Uh, last week, his 168 air yards ranked seventh in the league. So he was a bit unlucky to only end, a, end with 47 receiving yards. I'm projecting him closer to the mid 60s here. Um, so, you know, we have about 15 yards of cushion. I love this over, and I would take it all the way up to about 58 and a half. Yeah, it, this is just an air yards play. Air yards are like those invisible yards, and, and when they're not converted, they provide value going forward because they're very predictive. They're going to keep coming, and all you need is one or two big catches, even against a tough defense or, or the substandard quarterback to go over that number. So I have it projected in the mid-60s as well. Uh, so I like this uh, for your first bet. Uh, I am going with the guy I've been screaming about all week, Damian Harris, over 59 and a half rushing yards. Again, last two weeks, he faced perhaps the two strongest run defenses in the league, in the Saints and the Bucks. He predictably did absolutely nothing. I think we were on his unders for those weeks as well. Now we're going over 59 and a half rushing yards against a Houston Texans defense that is allowing five yards even per carry to running back, uh, a very high total. And they're a run funnel. They rank eighth in pass defense, DVOA, but 31st against the run. You also have the fact that game script should work in Harris's favor. New England, a nine and a half point favorite on the road in Houston in this spot. So love Damian Harris over 59 and a half. Rushing yards, Sean, where are we at with our second prop? Um, so I, I'm going with Malcolm Brown under 27 and a half rushing yards against the Buccaneers. This is just a great line to take advantage of. I'm projecting it closer to 19 and a half, 20 and a half. But you know, Malcolm Brown, he's still part of a three-way committee with Miles Gaskin, Salvin, Ahmad. Um, and this, this is a negative game strip that doesn't really set up well for Brown anyway. So even if he were to get seven, eight carries, which I think is closer to the ceiling here, um, going up against his Bucks defense, we can't really expect him to clear this number. Um, so he has a very low floor here. It would not shock me if he ends with single digit rushing yards here. I mean, we saw the Patriots last week uh, rush for minus one total yards, I think it was. So um, just think Malcolm Brown has a really, really low floor and 27 and a half is way too high. So I love the under 27 and a half rushing yards for Malcolm Brown. Brown played a season high 67% of the snaps <laughs> last week. He still went under this number. Yeah. <laughs> Eight carries for 23 yards. So yeah, we got to get that guy more carries. Not against the Buccaneers <laughs> either. Like, against the Colts. Oh, uh, this is a smash play. Uh, <laughs> love it. Uh, for my second prize pick of weed entry for week five, I'm going Hunter Renfro over four receptions. 
another one I just love. He's had five receptions in two games this year and six receptions in the other two. He's averaging five and a half, which is one and a half over his current line. And the Bears, they set up weakest in the slot. Duke Shelley, um, you know, is, is their kind of their slot corner. They've been holding up a little better on the outside. Teams have been taking advantage of them in the slot. Uh, three of the four slot receivers they've faced have gotten at least six catches uh, in the first four weeks of the season. So uh, love Hunter Renfro here, over four receptions. Uh, and to recap, uh, for our prize pick elite entry for week five, Sean is going with Cortland Sutton over 52 and a half receiving yards and Malcolm Brown under 27 and a half rushing yards. I am going with Damian Harris over 59 and a half rushing yards and Hunter Renfro over four receptions. As a reminder, prize picks markets do move. So you want to get on it quickly in order to lock in the best numbers. Uh, If you haven't created an account yet, check out the link in our episode description. And they'll match your first deposit up to 100 hours or visit prizepicks.com and use the promo code ACTION10. I don't know if that promo still lasts, so I'm just going to say, if you haven't created a PrizePix account yet, check out the link in our episode description. All right, now back to the show. All right, where are you going for your first receiving prop? So I'm going to buy low on Cortland Sutton um, and go over 52 and a half receiving yards at Pittsburgh. Um, you know, he went uh, three catches for 47 yards last week, and it was kind of a disaster of a game. You know, the Broncos only threw for 178 yards. Teddy Bridgewater um, was knocked out of the game with a concussion. Um, so they looked out of sync, and he still almost cleared this number. Um, and he, once again, he saw just a ton of air yards last week. He, uh, he had 168 yards through the air, which ranked seventh. Um, he's consistently been, been one of the top receivers in air yards. Um, so I'm looking for him to bounce back this week. It looks like Teddy is trending in the right direction. He had a limited practice today. So I'm kind of buying low on Sutton in this market, assuming Teddy plays. Um, and even if Drew Locke has to get the start, I think he'll still sling it around to Sutton. Um, you know, Jerry Judy and now KJ Hamler are the uh, lineup. You know, the, these targets are going to be funneled towards Sutton, Patrick, and Noah Fant. Um, so I like getting the, the dip here and buying low at 52 and a half receiving yards for Corlin Sutton. Yeah, I have him in the mid 60s. Uh so I'm I'm well over this number. I think the the thing with Sutton is you look at his routes per drop back and remember he was a little bit questionable to come into the year recovering from that injury. Mm-hmm. 80%, 82%, 97%, 98%. Uh you know, starting from week 1. So the last 2 weeks he's basically been on the field for every drop back of Broncos quarterbacks. His average depth of target is 17.8 this year. And so I, I take all that into account, you know, not just the guys like receiving yards and, you know, his catches, but also his air yards to, you know, project forward. Cause that's going to be uh, in most cases, even more predictive than just his raw numbers. So um, I think that's something the market hasn't fully kind of caught on to. Uh, it's the touchdowns where you really don't expect much in this mm-hmm. low scoring matchup. So like Sutton's my wide receiver 27, but he has 70. I'm projecting him five catches, 70 yards. It's just that he only has 0.25 touchdowns. So I think the market is probably, you know, a little more, you know, they're not as high on him because they're, they're kind of looking at the matchup overall. Um, but I, I think the yardage should be there for him because, you know, somebody's got to get it. I mean, it's going to be the guy <laughs> get running the, like a snap around on every snap. You know? Yeah. You still yeah, expect 200 yards or so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with, I'm with you there. Wide receiver 28. But um, so if Drew, Lock, let's say Teddy Bridgewater is ruled out and Drew Locke is starting, do you downgrade Sutton at all? Or is it pretty much uh, even? Uh, split 
it's it's a little bit lower because I have Bridgewater in in this matchup. I would project Bridgewater mm-hmm. for about seven point four yards per attempt, but I would project Lock for only about six point seven. So I have a I have a, a big difference between their efficiency. But even if Lock plays uh, again, because Sutton, I have Sutton for getting about thirty percent of their yardage or something like that. Uh, you know, the math yeah. I can't do the math exactly off the top of my head, but it's some number where as long as the Broncos throw for like two hundred yards. I'm going to be over this number. Um, I do like, I think the Steelers finally get one here, but that's even better for the, oh. for the. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Negative game script. Do you think? Yeah. Potentially? I mean, come on. The Broncos, the Broncos played the Jets, Giants and Jaguars in the first three games. And then everyone was like, Oh, they're going to beat the Ravens now. It's like, and now it's like, Oh, they're going to beat the Steelers. Like, it's like, ah, ah, when I see it, then I'll believe it. But until then, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I'm still going to proceed with caution, but either way that that's, it's good for the Sutton prop here. Um, all right, for my first receiving prop, I'm going with a guy that I bet against on this podcast, and he made me look silly. And so I have come around. I'm trying to right the wrongs uh, of betting against Hunter Renfro in week one. I'm going Hunter Renfro over four receptions at prize picks uh, for week number five against the Chicago Bears. And this is another one where you have the track record and you have the usage and you have the matchup. So in four games this year, Hunter Renfro has six, five, five, and six receptions. He's averaging five and a half. He's been over four in every single game. He's going against Chicago. Uh, Chicago's issue, you know, at, they've had, you know, coming into the year, we knew the cornerbacks may be an issue. You know, you had Vildor, you had Jalen Johnson on the outside. They've held up decently. The real issue is still in the slot where you have Duke Shelley, you had Marquis Christian earlier in the year. Um, that's kind of the spot that teams want to pick on them. So you saw Cooper Cup get seven catches in the slot. Tyler Boyd get seven catches against them. And last week, you know, kind of quietly, because no one pays attention to the Lions, uh, Armand Ross St. Brown had a career best six catch game. Uh, and he he's mostly a slot receiver for Detroit uh, against this Chicago team. So it's just a great matchup for Renfro. And he's running that stick China route. You can't stop it. As long as you give Derek Carr a little bit of time, Hunter Renfro is doing a triple move now, the triple quadruple move. Like it used to be receivers did a double move and you're like, oh, like Hunter Renfro is now doing triple and quadruple moves uh, on the regular. Like that's just one of his staple routes. So uh, I think he gets a- another five plus catch game against the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I love this. Uh, this prop should probably be closer to four and a half, right? I- I'm yeah. projecting him at 4.8. Um, it was very encouraging to see the routes run jump up from he's typically around 60 to 65% jump up to 80. So they're running a lot more 11%. How could you even have Renfro off the field? So they finally figured that out. And I, I, I love attacking his receptions prop as opposed to his receiving yards, because, mm-hmm. you know, he gets those high percentage, low eight out routes. I think his eight outs around seven right now. Whereas, you know, rugs is the deep threat. Edwards is constantly blanketed by uh cornerbacks. So, you know, Carr has to kind of like force those targets. So Renfro seems like, very high floor in this market. So I, I prefer to see this round four and a half. So I'd love to take it at four. Um, so this is another one. Get it while you can. I, I assume it's going to be four and a half come Sunday. So act fast on these. I feel like Renfro's also a guy in fantasy. Like he's moving up the rest of season rankings where I could see him almost like a poor man's Cooper cup. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Renfro's, <laughs> the way he's running routes now and he's gotten a little stronger, like He's not a guy that's just like, oh, he can only like go inside. He's not Adam Humphreys, is I guess what I'm saying. Like, he's like a legit, he's more like Julian Edelman now than Adam Humphreys. You know, like he's like a guy that, you know, used to be a, a strict slot receiver, but he's getting stronger. He's got a mind meld with Carr and yep. he's just sick at running routes to the point where if you want to line Renfro up outside, he could still win. 
You know, he's not the biggest guy, but he could still win on the outside um, with the way he's running these routes. So I, I was going to say he's Cooper Cup without the touchdowns, but he scored a touchdown each of the last two games. So that's that's huge for his value because that's that's really been the only thing about him that's been lacking. But yeah, he, he has such a mind meld that even in the red zone now, uh, Carr's looking his way. Yeah, it's that it's that it's that route because I've yeah, I think on the one of the, they've been in a few primetime games and I so I really listen to the announcers in those as opposed to some of the you know afternoon games where when I'm rewatching and I'm just you know watching the condensed snap, snap, snap. And uh, you know, they keep saying that teams are straight up doubling him in the red zone, you know, which is not 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 the usual thing for a guy like him. So yeah. Um uh, who you got for your final receiving prop for week five? Well, I'm, I'm going really bold here. Um, <laughs> and I'm going under 89 and a half receiving yards for Tyreek Hill. Um, yes, I know bold. It seems crazy. Uh, but Tyreek Hill has yet to finish between 60 and 185 receiving yards this year. Uh, so let's face it. He has a wide range of outcomes. If he finishes with 250 receiving yards here, I will be the last person on earth that's confused by that. Um, however, you know, the, the Bills are obviously a tough matchup. They rank first in DVOA in overall defense and in pass defense. Um, so this is a tough matchup. And this this could be a matchup where, um, you know, Travis Kelsey has a bounce back game. He was pretty much phased out last week. He had four catches for 23 yards. So I could see him getting going here. Who knows if Josh Gordon's going to contribute here. Um, but, you know, I, I'm just kind of investing in Tyreek's lower floor that he's shown this season. So this is a pretty big number. I'm projecting him closer to 82 and a half. And, you know, I don't expect him to end up close to this. It's going to be one extreme or the other. But I think just given the tougher matchup, uh, I'm going to bet against Tyreek Killer and just, you know, pray. Yeah, this is it's this is the difference between Buffalo, you know, in years past and, and this mm-hmm. year. This year, uh, they're at the top of the league in, in pressure rate and they are blitzing like at the 18th highest rate. So they can get pressure without blitzing. What does that mean? That means they can weave seven in coverage and, you know, double Tyreek Hill every play and double, and bracket Kelsey every play. So Buffalo is set up much better this year to make you beat them with other people. You know, it's not just like, okay, we have to blitz to get pressure or we're going to sit back and we're going to have no pressure and Tyreek Hill can come open. Um, now Buffalo has kind of put it all together you know, so I wouldn't be surprised if they win the game. Um, so that might not be good for the Tyreek Hill prop because then they'd be throwing more. But you know what I mean? They're a lot set of things up. could go wrong with this prop. I yeah. understand that. They're set up, though, to take it to take yeah. away a guy like Hill better than they were. Because I know people, are, they had two matchups last year. I think Hill had pretty good games. Um, I know in the, in the playoff one he did. I, I forget how he went in the other one. But um, I know people are going to probably look at that. Um, but Buffalo is kind of set up this year to take away – um, guys like this, it make you beat them with a Hardman or a Gordon or a Robinson or, or somebody like that. So, um, so does this does game. this mean Demarcus Robinson will see a target this week? That's a pretty good prop, right? Over uh, under right, yeah, especially with Gordon in the mix. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> if, he, if 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 Har- uh, Robinson doesn't even get his sixty five percent route share, how the hell is he going to see a target? But yeah, um, yeah. I, I think from what I've heard, Travis Kelsey has been talking up Josh Gordon. Um, I've kind of poo-pooed him to start, but I'm interested to see how he looks. I think he could be we, – we talked about it. As long as Patrick Mahomes is under center, you know, Josh Gordon, we could see that that ceiling we saw almost a decade ago at this point. So um, he could come out firing here, and that that would impact the uh, Terry Kill prop for sure. Yep. All right, for my second receiving prop, I'm going Devontae Smith under five receptions. And I think this line should be four and a half. Uh He's gone over, he's gone over this, you know, five twice at some big games and under twice, but he's averaging just four and a half receptions. 
Carolina, 37 receptions allowed to wide receivers across four games. That is the lowest in the NFL. And we see Carolina putting a lot of effort into taking away, you know, teams' perimeter receivers. You know, the minute a cornerback goes down, they trade for C.J. Henderson. Then they get Stephon Gilmore. You know, he's not going to play, obviously, but you see the importance that Carolina's placing on cornerbacks, on taking away, you know, a team's number one option, on, on taking away – uh, perimeter threats and and funneling the ball to other places. That's, you know, that's kind of what we got wrong about Dalton Schultz last week is that your Carolina was, Hey, Hey, beat us with Dalton Schultz. Um, so, and this is, you know, this has been a trend for Carolina all season long. So, I, you know, I like the, uh, I like the under here, Devonte Smith, you know, with this Eagles team, he's, he's, he's not going to be, I think a super high volume guy. I think, you know, against the chiefs, remember the Eagles, had they didn't punt the Eagles didn't punt against the Chiefs so they were going up and down the field it was the league's worst uh pass defense and so of course if you don't punt and you're facing the league's worst pass defense you're going to have a big game I kind of expected him to have a big game last week but this is I do expect the Eagles to have some success so I don't even know if they'll have to throw a lot period in this game I think the market's underrating the Eagles a little bit period but this doesn't profile to me um, as a big Smith game. And I think more often than not, you're going to see him uh, under five receptions and over five receptions. I think he might end up averaging, you know, 4.0, 4.2, something like that, uh, I, or, or closer to his four, four and a half average right now. Um, but I don't think he's going to be like a five catch week in, week out guy. So I, I love kind of getting ahead of this early, even though we're usually betting on rookies early. Um, this is one where I think it's just a recency bias from seven for 122 and a game they don't punt. Uh, against the league force <laughs> defense last week and again the opponent puts up 42 um you know what i mean so yeah uh yeah i think it's just i'm just buying uh selling high on, on smith in this particular spot yeah i like it I, i'm projecting it at four and a half as well so even if it was four and a half um the way reception distributions work that would still be like a 53 percent chance he would go under four and a half so we talk about all the time just a half reception in these markets is so huge so love getting under five and you know hurts has plenty of options. You know, um, he's going to lean on both Goddard and Ertz heavily. Um, either Rager or Quez Watkins could have a big game here. And then I think they're going to get uh, Gainwell more involved in the passing game as well. So um, it's just hard to project for Smith anything more than four and a half um, receptions. So I, I'm with you on the under five as well. All right. So that is going to do it for our week number five Props pod to recap, Sean going Jacoby Brissett over and half an interception, Malcolm Brown under 27 and a half rushing yards, James Conner over 33 and a half rushing yards, Cortland Sutton over 52 and a half receiving yards and Tyreek Hill under 89 and a half receiving yards. I am going with Sam Darnold over 250 and a half passing yards, Damian Harris over 59 and a half rushing yards, James Robinson over 61 and a half rushing yards, Hunter Renfro over four receptions and Devonte Smith under five receptions. All right. Make sure you follow Sean on Twitter at the underscore odds maker. You can find me on Twitter at Chris Raybon. You can find us at those same handles in the award-winning free action network app where you can follow our bets, including our prop bets and track all of your bets uh, that you make each and every day for any sport. Uh, also be sure to check out actionnetwork.com for our fantasy football projections and rankings and fantasy labs com for our DFS models, tools, and content. Until next time, let's get this money. <laughs>